Hey, everyone, and welcome to What The F Podcast, episode number 77. I'm your host, Taylor Morgan, and thanks for listening today. I'm so glad you're here with me. Now, last week, I had an open-ended conversation with you on my thoughts about work and work-life balance now with coronavirus going on. It wasn't a typical episode where I leave you with takeaways or action steps, but rather just this open conversation to hopefully spark some thoughts and inspiration for you during this time and share with you my own thoughts on work-life now. I also shared lessons from the amazing raw goddess on how we can find more peace and less anxiety in this unusual time for us. So if you want, you can pause here and go back to episode number 76 to listen to that. Now this week, I want to follow up to last week's conversation and give you some more inspiration and some more takeaways and action steps for how you can pivot your work and still carry out your dream during this new reality we're all facing with coronavirus. I know a lot is on hold, but as cheesy as it sounds, your dreams don't have to be. I know I know that's cheesy, but it's really true. It's time we get creative, my friends. For me personally, I'm focusing on marketing my brand like never before. I am finally taking the time to test marketing strategies and find a good workflow for creating my content in general for my brand. Now, I asked my good friend Jason Ake of Waypoint Creative, which is a strategy-first digital marketing agency, to come on the show to discuss how to, one, pivot our business strategies right now, two, communicate with our communities, and three, share some marketing ideas to drive revenue to our businesses. Now, this episode ended up being so great and packed full of information that I'm releasing it in a two-part series with part one today and part two next week. I really want you to take in what Jason says and not feel overwhelmed, which is why I broke it up into two shorter shows. I think you're going to find a lot of value in what Jason shares with us today. Jason is an expert when it comes to business marketing, branding, and web development, and he went above and beyond with the info he shares with us in these episodes to help us in our businesses during this time. I have worked with Jason on my websites for years and am so excited to introduce you to him today. You're going to find lots of value in what he has to say, so grab a cup of coffee, get your notebook and pen ready, because he's about to share some very helpful information to pivot and grow during this unique time. In part one today, he will dive into pivoting your business strategies now and discuss how to best communicate with your communities. We also start to discuss marketing, but the bulk of marketing ideas is shared in next week's episode part two, so be sure to come back next week for that. I know times are tough, but you, my friend, are tougher. It's time we focus on the positive and think about what can work for us and get creative. Let's dive on in to meet Jason and feel inspired on how we can move forward with our businesses now. Okay, really quick before I dive into today's episode, if you have not done so and have a quick minute, can you pause right here and go into iTunes and leave a review for this show? It would mean the world to me. Your reviews help the show get seen by more people and ultimately help more people know that they can do anything that they put their mind to. And that is the mission of What The F Podcast is to help people believe in themselves even when they feel like they don't know what the F they're doing. So if you have a quick minute, pause right here, go into your iTunes app and leave a review. It would mean the world to me. And also be sure to say hi to me on Instagram, either at Taylor Morgan Design on my personal or at What The F Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening. Hey, Jason, thanks so much for coming on the show today to talk with us about all things business strategy and marketing. Hey, thanks for having me. 
So I gave a little intro to you before the start of the episode, but could you tell us in your own words who you are and share with us more about your company, Waypoint Creative? Sure. Uh, Yeah, so I started Waypoint about three years ago, and we're based out here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I started the agency to support people who were building companies just like myself, people who are passionate about what they do, people that wanted to make an impact in their communities. And for me, that happened to be in marketing and strategy and all things digital. But I wanted to partner with people who um, were passionate about what they're doing, but needed support in the creative space and in the agency uh, marketing space. And so uh, we started it. We're a small boutique agency. Uh, We got five people working for us. And uh, it's been a fun journey so far. And then just for fun, since I know you in real life, um, tell people how we know each other. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, we we go, you and I kind of have our own journey and path working together, both with, um, you know, the podcast and Cove and some of your your other ventures that you've worked on. But you actually know my wife better and you grew up dancing with my wife at uh, the studio here in Phoenix. And so uh, we kind of have... Um, kind of our worlds have collided and I, I work with your mom a little bit on some of her projects. And uh, so, yeah, we're just kind of part of the family, I think a little bit now. <laughs> yes, definitely part of the Arizona family. That's and right. for those listening, what Jason's referencing is my mom owns a dance studio in Phoenix, Arizona called Dance Studio 111. And his wife, whose name happens to be Taylor, <laughs> That's right. um, her and I grew up dancing together. And it's just, yeah, this small world. And you have like the cutest girls on the planet. I like, do. I, tell I everyone have, how old I they have, are. Their names because they're so cute. I have three little girls. And uh, fortunately, right now, you won't be able to hear them. But in, in a normal uh, quarantine living life, as we all are in right now, you would hear my children running around the background. But I was able to find some quiet space. But I have a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a uh, almost three-year-old little girl. All, all little girls. And so um, we're going to be celebrating some birthdays in quarantine and all of this. So it's it's uh, this whole like every you know your last week your podcast and, and where we are now it's just a it's a fun journey and seeing my girls we spend a lot of time outside and they are uh they're cute little ones we enjoy them they're so cute and for me it's so fun to see them growing up in my mom's dance studio since yeah. taylor and i grew up in it and now it's like the next generation it's just it's really fun to see makes you feel um, a lot older though when you start it realizing. Does. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait how old am i again that's right yeah so, okay, you mentioned that, you know, that we're all quarantined. And obviously, this is a very like unusual time for us right now with this coronavirus that's going on. And a lot of us, pretty much all of us actually are, um, well, not everyone, obviously, doctors and nurses and other people are not being forced to work from home. But a lot of people are being forced to work from yeah, home. Absolutely. And obviously, not only are we working from home, but we can't even really leave our homes unless you're maybe going to the grocery store, um, yeah. just with the coronavirus. And I know that that's hard on a lot of businesses right now. And it's forcing us to all embrace technology like never before to survive during this time. So I'm curious, Jason, like, what are your thoughts on this pivot we're all forced to make as businesses right now? Yeah, 
um, I mean, you know, the, so we're kind of like week two, week three, depending on, you know, what part of the country you are in of, of kind of the in, intense social distancing that we're a part of. And so a lot of people are working home officially now. Um, you know, the, at the beginning, it was a little rocky. Uh, what, what I love about the, you know, forced nature of what we're experiencing right now is uh, people who maybe were really hesitant to embrace technology. Technology is not the answer for everything. Digital is not the answer for everything. Uh, but in a lot of ways, digital can make our lives better and it can enhance what we're doing and it, it can allow us to connect with people in new ways. And so I think there's a large group of people who are having to by, by force, but are experiencing these things and then beginning to love it. You know, I, I see a lot of people um, starting to do online trainings and people offering, you know, one-on-one coaching sessions over FaceTime. And I think, you know, at the end, when this is all said and done, we're going to find a really hopefully a really healthy balance of some in-person connection, but people who maybe thought their business was really small and really, you know, niche into a certain community. Now they can maybe offer that into other communities because of technology and they've embraced it and they've worked it as part of their workflow. Um, I think like anything, you know, and a lot of what you've talked about on your podcast over time is, you know, the idea of habits and how do you form habits and, and how do you get used to things? And a lot of it's just trying it. A lot of it's just, full on embracing it, even if it's uncomfortable, and it makes you uneasy, you just have to lean in and try it. And situations like this, as tragic as they are, on one sense of the conversation, on the other side, I think it's really exciting for small businesses, especially to say, now's my chance, you know, now's my time to try something. Now's my time to get my voice out there, because you have a captive audience right now. Um, screen time is up you know, tenfold across the nation. And that's not a bad thing. It's like the first time that we're referencing screen time, and it's not being criticized. You know, we are all in front of our screens connecting with people in new ways. And even for me, I've realized I've connected with some of my clients in a in a deeper manner, because I am forcing a video conference instead of a quick phone call. So now we see faces and some of those things. So I think it's an exciting pivot that we're going to see even after this is um, have has passed us. You bring up an interesting point um, about just like that connection. Like I don't know about you. I think you can probably agree though that I kind of in a weird way feel more connected to people right now because like you said, we're kind of forced to have those yeah. FaceTime calls versus like just a regular phone call because we or even a are quick text. craving yeah. that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of times, um, you know, it would just be a quick email or a quick text of like, "Hey, can you get this done? Can you do this?" Um, and what I've been trying to do, as a lot of my clients will shoot me an email, "Hey, we're concerned about this." I'll just, um, "Hey, can we do a Zoom call real quick?" And I send them a link, or "Hey, can I FaceTime you real quick?" If I know the client has, you know the same devices as I do. But like, uh, it's, it's something I wouldn't have done before. It would have been, I would have answered the email responded and we all kind of moved on our merry way. Uh, but now it's a chance to like, Hey, let me check in on you real quick and then I'll take care of your problem. And I mean, I feel like my, my connections to my clients are becoming deeper, which in the long term helps with sales. It helps with, you know, um, growth together and, and, you know, just that trust that you have with a client. Absolutely. And speaking as one of your clients, if I may, <laughs> I feel like too, we kind of you, I feel I mean, I've always have felt supported by you and Waypoint, but it's like, it almost feels even more like we're all in this together. I think everyone feels like that. Like I feel like friends, neighbors, families, like, there's just this sense of community that's really beautiful, I think, from this experience. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of fear in the small business space right now. And 
I, I mean, we, we have lost, um, and by loss, a, a lot of business has been put on hold. Um, so we're experiencing it just as, as others are. Um, but what I am very confident is, is that we're going through this together. This isn't an isolated community who maybe weathered a storm, and now the rest of us around that community have to figure out how to embrace them. Everyone is going through this right now. And so there's this level of grace that is being given across the nation to each other. And we're all kind of leaning into it. And I really think we're going to come out of it with better clients, better processes, better relationships, and want to to, to fight our way out and grow our way out in, in a new way. And so I, I really rest in the fact that I, the business is coming back. It's not, you know, we have suffered just as others have when it comes to the loss of our business, but it's, it's not gone forever. We're just on hold. And I, I just keep trying to reiterate that with my clients even as like, yeah, we can put things on hold. Um, we can pause things for a little while. Um, and, I think that communication has really helped instead of saying we, we're canceling, we're, we're, we're not working together, you know, um, shifting that, that conversation to be a positive for what's to come rather than the doom and gloom of it's over. I love that. And I love the, just positive outlooks. Like anyone who knows me knows I'm very much an optimist. So I love yeah, hearing yeah. that. Um, so I have a question for you. What, do you like have any suggestions or ideas for how we can make this not gloom and doom, right? How we can be optimistic and yeah. pivot our business strategies right now so we aren't just surviving during this time, but rather learning to thrive during this time as a business. Yeah. I, yeah, I think there's a, there's a few things that I think, um, you know, we have to work on. And one of those is, is exploring new ideas. Um, you know, there is... Uh, one of one of our uh, older clients, um, we don't do tons of work with them anymore, but they're uh, an event flower company. And right now, all events are canceled. And so, I mean, they got hit hard. Uh, day one, essentially, they lost all their business for four months. Um, and so, you know, for some of us, we're kind of losing it slowly. They were one of the, the few businesses out there that it's just, it's hitting them hard. But they, they, they took a week and they, they grieved that moment, right? And, and that's okay. I think it's important to take a deep breath and, and, and realize that something has happened, deal with that. But then they turned around and said, what are we going to do? And now they've turned into a flower delivery business and they've really tried to do it around healthcare people who are shut-ins and, and, and shut-ins prior to this, right, who are now even more isolated than before. And they've just really taken this chance to embrace it, pivot their business. They'll get back to doing event flowers, but they already had the pipeline. They already had the know-how and the building and all of these things to keep their employees working. So they came up with a new idea and, and they've launched it. And I think this is the opportunity for businesses to say, okay, traditionally, this is what we do, but how can we adjust and how can we pivot to grow and do more now as a business and technology allows us to do that. And so, you know, using Facebook and using maybe a, a, a website modification or a website refresh, or even just you have to get a new website because it's doing a whole new service. It now's the time to try those things and move forward and press and try ideas. And you might come out of it now with a whole second business stream for your company that you never thought you could do before, or maybe you didn't have the time to do before. I mean, we have a little bit more of that energy now. We're home. We've got these ideas brewing. I think now's the time to execute on those ideas, dream about them, talk to the right people, try them out. Uh, and worst cases, they, they don't work. But it's no worse than just sitting and not doing anything. So I'm of the nature of like, let's try it and we'll try again if it doesn't work. And I like what you mentioned about 
that this time could be an opportunity to create another stream of revenue for your business that might live on after you go back to your normal, right? So I think it's giving people that opportunity to say like, okay, well, maybe I'll make that digital course finally for my business or like with this flower shop, maybe we will do delivery in the future because it worked really well, you know? I I think there's also this level of you know, for, for so long, as, as you watch your competitors, as you, as you watch business around you pre-COVID, uh, right, uh, there, you look at stuff and you're like, I, I can't enter into that because I don't have good enough video. I don't have good enough photos. I don't have whatever it is. Like, you, again, that's mostly negative self-talk. But at the end of the day, it's still like there's some things that are like, man, I, I don't think I could get to that level. Uh, what's great about the moment that we're all living in is we can jump in and say, I'm going to try something. And people aren't necessarily saying like, I can't believe they're doing that. That looks terrible. Because we're all there. We're all, you know, experimenting things. I mean, I've seen some of the best like attempts to do Facebook lives right now, but like, no one's judging you for it being poor. You're just like, man, I'm just glad you're trying, you know, I'm seeing businesses uh, attempt things on, you know, social that they've never tried before. And they're not getting judged for it, the quality people are engaging with it because it's content that they were looking for. And so I think there's, again, going back to that level of grace, we all have to give each other of like, hey, it's not perfect right now, but we're just trying. But the beauty of that is we have three, four weeks to just get better at it. And so, you know, by the end of this, you might have the quality that you were looking for. And now you can keep that going. You have the habit of posting now uh, on a regular basis. And like you said, now you potentially have a new revenue stream for your, your company. And so if something like this hits again in the future, you're a little bit more flexible. So maybe you take a hit on this side of the company, but this side is still growing and thriving. So that's great advice. Do you remember when you started your small business? It was no small feat. It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little easier? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. Create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part? FreshBooks grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash what the F and enter what the F and the how did you hear about a section to get started. Again, go to freshbooks.com slash what the F that's W-H-A-T-T-H-E-E-F-F and enter what the F and the how did you hear about a section to get started. Have you ever felt like you've wanted to start over completely with your wardrobe? I've been feeling like that a lot lately. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just as I am in my 30s now and I want to start fresh, but I have this desire to completely start over my wardrobe to better reflect just like who I am now and where I'm at in my life. Now, I don't think I'm brave enough to actually do this, but I still have this itch and I'm definitely finding myself purging and buying new things, especially now that I'm transitioning in my career and working as an interior designer. I really need clothes that reflect that and working more 
more with clients one-on-one in person, I find myself needing professional but functional work attire. And recently, I discovered a great new clothing brand called M.M. LaFleur. What I love about M.M. LaFleur is that they take the work out of dressing for work by creating both beautiful and functional clothing. Gone are the days of sacrificing comfort for professional looking attire. I love that with M.M. LaFleur, I can feel both professional and comfortable on the job. As an interior designer, I'm constantly measuring spaces and need to be able to move around but still look put together. M.M. LaFleur pieces let me do just that. They make work clothing more modern and stylish. You won't have to dry clean everything as many of their styles are machine washable. Their styles include thoughtful design details such as adjustable hems and deep pockets. My favorite piece I have from M.M. LeFleur are my square toe Ella sandals. They're so cute. They're like the perfect black strappy heel with a great heel height that makes it comfortable to wear both to work and a night out. They're that classic black pair of heels I reach for in my closet time and time again. And the square toe is so on trend and modern. I just love them. And the quality and craftsmanship are amazing. You will love these. They make any outfit really chic. Check out M.M. LeFleur for yourself by visiting mmlefleur.com slash what the F and use promo code what the F for 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's M.M. M as in Morgan, mmlafleur, L-A-F-L-E-U-R dot com slash what the F and use code what the F, W-H-A-T-T-H-E-E-F-F for 15% off your first purchase. If you're looking for a really great pair of classic black strappy sandals, then I definitely recommend the Ella sandals I was just talking about. Get them, match with me. They're a great piece. You will love them. Again, go to mmlafleur.com slash what the F and you can get 15% off your first purchase with promo code what the F. If you have a business or you know someone who does, you probably know that small business owners wear a lot of hats and some of those hats are totally great, but some like filing taxes and running payroll, for example, not so great. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and simple management tools all in one place. And running your payroll with Gusto takes only 11 minutes on average. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Those old school clunky payroll providers just weren't built for the way modern small businesses work, but Gusto is. So let them wear one of your many hats. You have better things to do. Gusto is offering you, my listener, three months free when you run your first payroll. Try a demo and see for yourself at gusto.com slash what the F. That's gusto, G-U-S-T-O dot com slash what the F, W-H-A-T-T-H-E-E-F-F and get your trial for three months free. I know you're big with nurturing your community on a regular basis. And I think our communities are looking to hear from us more than ever. Like you said earlier, digital consumption has just like gone through the roof with everyone at home and screen time isn't necessarily a bad thing right now. And with all that in mind, do you have any advice for how we can be communicating with our communities and supporting them right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I think we've, we've all seen the the memes and the jokes about, you know, I, how many companies we realize had our email addresses, even if we've unsubscribed over time, because we've gotten more, you know, how they're dealing with COVID responses and emails. Um, but I, I think that, you know, there's two sides of your community. You got to look at your customer base and how do you communicate to them? 
Uh, I think it's important to be sensitive of the fact that everyone's being impacted with this differently. And so I think as companies, I think we need to guard ourselves against some of the, the, the lighter side of things and, and, and not make light of what's going on um, too much. Um, and then you have your, your, your client base that, you know, you, you want to make sure are you're servicing as well. And um, to me, it's, you know, you got to be honest. And so, you know, in our time, kind of our, some of our workflows have slowed down. So we're just being honest about that. Um, we're still getting work done, but things are taking just slightly longer than maybe they normally would. I think feeling supported, I, I think some of the best that I've seen from companies is the, hey, we're here to help and just ask. And it's amazing how many companies right now are doing it. Free work sounds bad because there's, there's a bad you know, implication with free, but like, I think there's a lot of work being done to just help each other right now. And we'll figure it out on the back end. Meaning once this is all done, maybe you'll get paid for it. Maybe you won't, but I guarantee what you will have is a dedicated client who will never leave you. And so, you know, we're doing a lot of work for people right now that are, is nowhere near what we would normally charge, but we're just all in this together. And if we can all kind of chip away at each day and each week, um, we can get through that. Uh, we really try to stay positive with our communities and, you know, uh, focus on the fact that, again, there's some realities happening around us, but it doesn't mean there's not some really awesome things that are occurring and celebrating businesses who are doing great and, you know, trying to support them when we can. And um, the last thing is, I think, just sharing ideas. If you've got an idea for a company that you see, I mean, message them. Um, you know, sometimes business owners right now are heavy with the weight of what's going on. And so if you have an idea for your client, or if you have an idea for even a, a company you 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 uh, are a part of, like you you pay and you know, you go pick up something from them, give them an idea, maybe, th maybe they just are drowning right now and don't feel like they have the space for ideas. And so um, I, I think if we're all kind of leaning into each other in this time and in our communication, if we're honest, supportive, positive, and we're, you know, giving those ideas out, I think that we're all going to come out of this stronger. Absolutely. So let's talk websites for a minute here. Um, businesses obviously need a website before they can even market. What are your suggestions for those out there who want to build a site for their business or brand right now? Maybe they've never gotten to do it before because they've been so busy in the day today. Like, what are their options for executing next? I know there's so many things with like, you know, there's platforms like I'm thinking of like Wix, where you can make a website for free, there's going through an agency. Um, what, what are people's options if they're at home right now, and they've got the time on their hands, and they're ready to execute? I mean, so I, I'm, I'm a little partial in this space. So I'm just gonna completely just call that out. Um, obviously, we build websites, I love websites, I've been building websites for, you know, close to 15 years now. And you know, what I would say is, first of all, just lean in and do it. Like if you've got that website idea, there are solutions out there for you. There's things like, um, you know, um, Squarespace and you have Wix and, you know, GoDaddy has different WordPress builders. You have Shopify. Uh, the world that we live in and develop in is in WordPress. And, you know, all of these things are out there. I think the most important thing is really 
figuring out what's going to be the best solution for you. We spend a lot of time with people just analyzing and, and often it means we don't end up with the work if there, if there is a space that's better for you. You know, if, if your company just needs a, a landing page feel, kind of the about stuff, I mean, Square and Wix are really great for you because they're, you know, they're pretty straightforward. Um, but if you need something that's a little bit more robust, if you want to do something that can, uh, you know, put people into a process, maybe offer training courses, sell things and stuff like that, you're really going to need to look into like a Shopify um, or a WordPress. Um, I still, I, I think WordPress is the best solution out there for you. And finding an agency who can develop something a little bit more tailored for you, I think is what's going to move you through this at the end. The other thing I really love about a WordPress and those solutions is you own them. And so when this is all said and done, and you know, no matter what happens, you're not tied to Oh, like owing somebody money in the moment you stop paying, it goes away. Um, where with WordPress, like you own all that code, you own it. So you can always back it up, you can always save it. And even if you have to take it down for a while, you can always reinitiate it really quickly. Um, and so, you know, to me, WordPress is that best solution. WordPress can do so much for people. You can sell things, you can offer courses, you can do live trainings, you can integrate with email campaigns and all of these things that are there. And when you find that right partner who knows how to make WordPress dance, that's, how, that's always how I reference it, which is funny in this conversation with you. But I, uh, I, I love how WordPress at a very affordable price can get people into a really robust website, a site that is doing stuff for them and a site that is, um, you know, we just launched a t-shirt company's website and it does all the print fulfillment and everything all integrated into the site. So all the owner has to do is advertise it. All they have to do is share it and talk about it, which is usually what business owners are really great at. They're not always great at the technology side because that's not what they're, that's not their bread and butter. That's mine. And so, you know, going back to one of your first questions is, you know, tell me about who I am. I wanted to start an agency where we could give away the ideas and the know-how that we have just like somebody wants to give away the, their passion for, you know, the arts or the passion for this product um, or this clothing line or whatever it might be, we all have that passion. And so, if you partner with people that have, you can fill like a puzzle with you, you know, to complete out that key strategy, you find that you work, you know, smarter, faster, and the work is no longer about hustling and, you know, how much more can I do? It's just, you're doing what you do because you love it and everyone's working together and it works really well. And I think that's kind of how our relationship is defined is, you know, you're really good at this content creation, this communication, this networking and relationship building, uh, and you needed help on the technology side. And so we come in, we hear your ideas and we can execute on those and, you know, and together this moves the ball forward. And I think too, like a lot of people out there listening, I know um, either have a small business currently or are wanting to start their small business. And I know that there's a lot of misconceptions about like prices for, you know, maybe hiring an agency. Like people think it's like crazy expensive. Now, full disclosure, I will say it depends on what you're building, right? Because I know like building when we had my clothing label Cove, that was a very expensive website, but that had a lot of parts in it that most people don't need. You know, that was a completely custom website, a custom store, like that was heavy. But like, 
if someone maybe like is a blogger or wants to start a podcast or something a little more simple, well, I guess podcasts are complicated because I know my site's complicated. So that's not an example. But like if someone's just wanting to get started, I guess, and just kind of create that basic website to get going, it might not be as crazy expensive to hire someone I've learned in my experience because you guys take the headache away and save time of like trying to figure things out. Yeah, absolutely. I I think as a small business owner and entrepreneur spirit that many people have, uh, I think part of it sometimes is in you to like, I want to do it all, right? That that's what makes me a good business owner is I can do it all. And the truth is, is I think what makes people stronger business owners and, and better entrepreneurs is when they can actually realize this is an area that I should hire out. And these are areas I shouldn't hire out. Um, and having that conversation and realizing like what an agency uh, is bringing to the table is a level of, of expertise that the same reason whatever you're selling, whatever your product is, is why someone should hire you is because you're the expert in that space. Um, and so, you know, it's no different. And it's just, it's difficult when you, you have you know, a $100 website program out there like Square and Wix and stuff. And then you have an agency who maybe is going to charge you, you know, 1000 on up for a website. And you're like, well, I can get it for way cheaper. It's true. But you always have to ask yourself, like, what are you trying to execute? And what are you trying to accomplish? Because those things often won't happen within those entry level price points. And you find that you're just adding on and now you're spending $300 a month on a website and you could have spent, you know, $4,000 to own it and there's no ongoing fees there. And so there's, you know, there's trade-off and, you know, finding an agency that'll work with you on price, that'll work with you on payment terms, you know, uh, it's, it's why we specialize in small businesses. We understand that passion and those ideas. And so we want to find people who I've got this crazy website idea and here's how, you know, how much I can afford. And we, we often work with people to get those ideas accomplished. And I, I think it's worth the investment on both sides. And at the end, I think you're usually happier with a product that you own because you can make those tweaks. And even you, I mean, you sent me some more tweaks this week for your website. And, you know, it's like this, it's a great opportunity to just like, hey, now I've, I've added this to my business. Let's make this one change. And you can without a whole lot of struggle and you, you know, and everything just looks exactly how you want it. Absolutely. And you brought up a really good point that I wasn't planning on speaking to, but since you brought it up, I want to talk to talk about it. So I'm throwing you a curveball here. But I want people to learn from my mistakes, which is why I'm bringing this up. And I think you brought it's just a really good point. So the point is, is that you were saying that as the, to be a good business owner, you have to understand where your weaknesses are and hire out for that. And I've always have known I can't build a website. And I've always have valued creating very good aesthetics. I'm a designer. So obviously, my emphasis has always... You haven't had to convince me to pay for a website, right? However, <laughs> you've had to convince me in the past. Not, I'm not even saying you, Jason. I'm just saying people in general. To... um for marketing, because I'm like, oh, that's like for me, like when I was creating my fashion label Cove, or even now with my podcast and my personal brand, Taylor Morgan, I'll, you know, focus so much on the content creation side and the product, you know, side of things, like with my fashion label and putting the money into that, that I undervalued making sure I was putting money into the marketing. So it's like, hello, you can build something all day. But if you don't pay to market, like no one's going to be there. And that was a huge problem with Cove was like, I put so much into the product side of it, 
that I didn't nearly put enough into the marketing or understand or value that because especially with social media being free, you're just like, Oh, I'll just do it myself. I'll post on Instagram. I'll post on Facebook. But no, like you actually need to strategize and there's not like a one size fits all. Like I know what works for one company with marketing won't work for another. But like, this is the lesson. I'm just sharing this right now in real time because this is the lesson I'm learning. And it's also something I know Waypoint, your company offers, which I actually have not really worked with you guys, maybe dabbled in it a little, but we have not like strategically like really worked on marketing together or like seen things through. We might have dabbled in it in the past. We're now like I called you this week and I was like, Jason, like we are only focusing on marketing. <laughs> like this thing, because it's just like, and I think I, I I'm just bringing this up because I know as entrepreneurs, there's people out there like me who are the creatives and they just get so caught up in the creation side that they maybe don't put enough time into the marketing side, or maybe it's their finances or whatever it is. It's not like their area of expertise. So just curious what your thoughts are on that. And if you can speak to that, because I know, obviously, you guys don't just build websites. But I think even a bigger side of it is you guys are so good at um, not just marketing, but like conceptualizing and understanding the brand and all the storytelling. So can you kind of speak to that for a minute? Sure. Yeah. I mean, as you said in the intro, I mean, we are a strategy first digital agency and we, we chose that language really intentionally because yeah, I, I can build your website. I can make you social graphics. I can run your ads and make you money, whatever. Like those are, those are just tasks. Those are all just projects and things that we can accomplish. But I think what's most important is having a roadmap of where you're going, you know, three, six, 12, you know, months out and knowing that this is where we're going to go in this direction. This is roughly what we're going to spend. Of course, things change, you know. Um, you know, there's not a single person out there that would say it's smart to run a business without a financial plan. Like you, you have financial plans for a reason because that way when things happen, like where we are currently, you know where to adjust and, and you're not just running around, you know, crazy because you, you have a plan and even a plan can be adjusted. That's no problem. But the plan is what helps you stay sane. It's what helps you stay, uh, you know, level headed and, and on the ground. And when you can make really strong decisions for your company. Um, and for your team is when you have that plan. Marketing is really no different. Uh, you can pull back on marketing. You know, hey, we're we're in a season where we're gonna we're gonna drop a lot of our ads because they're not performing because of COVID or whatever other situation is currently happening in our world. Uh, but it's still a plan, and so you know where to pull back from. Instead of like, man, I have no idea what works for us. We've just been trying things. I hear that a lot from companies. Is well, I tried ads last month. I did SEO this month. It's like a lot of these things, you know, are not instant fixes. And if you don't know what works for your company because you didn't implement a strategy, you really are just shooting from the hip. And marketing really has never been intended to just shoot from the hip. Now, sometimes you have those crazy ideas that work from you, and you hear those around the internet, and you hear those from other you know, uh, speakers when it comes to marketing and things. But like, at the end of the day, what matters is consistency and sticking to a plan and developing out that strategy. One of our biggest sold items within our company is strategies. Oftentimes, they don't even hire us to execute them because we write them in a way that you, you know, you maybe have an intern or you have that, you know, crazy nephew that works for you, whoever, you know, like, they can execute on a plan if it's in front of them. And, you know, we do that a lot for people where we just want them to have that plan in place. And then when things like this happen, we've actually had a, two of our clients lean in and say, hey, we're ready to pivot all the, of our business to online sales, where before maybe it was, you know, a third events, a third come to the store and that kind of stuff. 
And so once you have a plan, though, you can easily turn off different faucets and then turn up other faucets, and you see that those plans can still thrive. Um, and I, I, the people that seem to be struggling the most with what's going on right now are the ones that didn't have the business plan, didn't have the financial strategy going forward, cash flow, and those sorts of things, and don't have a marketing plan to know where their audience is at, where their audience might be shifting. And those are the ones that seem to be most um, maybe erratically struggling right now. And those break my heart because I think that's very, very preventable moving forward is just always have a plan in place. Think about your strategy and know where to adjust. Wow. Isn't Jason amazing? I love his positive attitude and his encouragement to think outside the box and get creative in our businesses at this time. I also really love his point that the new things we are trying now in our businesses can be new revenue streams that continue on for us long after the coronavirus is over. And how amazing is that? Like who doesn't want more revenue streams? This time really is a time to step up and try something new and create a sense of community like never before. I know what's going on in our world is heavy, but we have to focus on the positive too. And if you let it be, this time can be very positive for both you and your business. Now tune in next week for part two of this amazing interview with Jason Ake of Waypoint Creative to hear him discuss my favorite topic right now, marketing. I cannot believe that sentence just came out of my mouth, but it's true. I love marketing now and I'm quickly becoming obsessed with it. Who knew? Part two is amazing and will air next Wednesday, April 8th. So be sure to mark your calendar. Wherever you are listening and whatever you're going through, I am rooting for you. Thank you for taking time today to tune into another episode of What The F Podcast. Please reach out on Instagram at What The F Podcast or at Taylor Morgan Design and say hello. I love connecting with you and cheering you on. Until next time, dwell in possibility, my friend. Thanks for listening to What The F Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Please take a second to leave a review in iTunes and let us know how you like the show. For more episodes, be sure to subscribe. For show notes for today's episode, visit our website at whatthefpodcast.com. If you'd like to suggest a topic for an upcoming show, reach out to us on Instagram at whatthefpodcast. Thanks for listening, and until next time, dwell in possibility, friends. And remember, anything is possible.